my two-year-old kid points to the empty corner. Smiling happily, he asks, Who's that guy? <laughs> Looks like you give me another prime choice away. <laughs> Can you read it again? What am I on demand talent? Just read the thing. We'll pay, we'll pay you. My two-year-old kid points to the empty corner. Smiling happily, he asked, who's that guy? Okay, here's the problem. Was the lightning? We're not going to pay you because that's the one we posted a year ago on Reddit. You're supposed to read the comment under it. <laughs> you fucked this up. This is why you got fired, dude. But we'll do no it one, again. No one told me. <laughs> dude, we told you it was the comment below. Why did you think that was a fun? <laughs> Here we go. All right. Okay. Care. Okay. All right. I'm going to replay the music. Just jump in quicker and I'll cut it. Okay. This is what happens when you don't pay your employees. <laughs> oh my God. Here we go. Thank you. Unreal. Oh, we're going to do the whole thing over. I heard my two kids cry, so I got up from mine, but I realized I live alone. <laughs> what? Wait, a Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I forgot the coup de gras there. <laughs> a comment from Rex Raptor. <laughs> Wait, he commented on a post that's a year old four hours ago? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Here, here's the and he posted it. This is what he posted. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Very rude. Yeah. Now here's the thing. We have a meeting before every show where we talk about very important things. The shows it's completely scripted. Honestly, it it feels like we're riffing. We're riffing. No, we sork in this shit it, out every week. It's scripted. One thing I had to bring up though, when we allow the audience in. When when they send us a two sentence horror story, weirdly the stars align. I, I'm telling you, we've only gotten in the past year we've gotten none, except for two that came hours before the episode. This one, now I was calling it a grammatical error, but then I'm like, no, I, it's an incomplete. It's sentence. incomplete. <laughs> the first sentence is, I heard my two kids cry, so I got up from my period, but I realized I live alone. No period. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rex Raptor one two seven. You're a fucking genius. So thank. Uh, shout out to E. E. Cummings, the <laughs> author of this week's Tucson. By the way, guys, I'm still here. Yeah, I know, and I'm I'm already tired of you. I'm a tertiary character at this point. <laughs> All right, leave. <laughs> Man Almighty. This show is pure chaos, and I have to say yeah, that it's a lot of fun. We we really have to work on the communication level because, uh, <laughs> as the middleman between you and Creepy, uh, somehow in that game of telephone, do I honestly I don't remember where that first one uh, he read came from. I think that might have been from um, our good buddy who made fucking the the fear footage, right? He did a couple for us. Oh, yeah. Ricky. That comment seems pretty derivative of one of Ricky's. Yeah. Ricky Umberger, um, he was one of the guests that came back. I think he delivered us three. And Are they you all saying, had to do with did children. you just say that 
Ricky is derivative of his own work, Oksana? No, she's saying Rex Yikes. Raptor. <laughs> Rex, Rex Raptor is. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Also, I'm sorry. I, I know we have to start the show, but we were playing D&D yesterday. No Actually, one cares. We were playing Adventure of Conqueror King. And one of the, uh, the player characters showed up and he was holding a can of Pepsi. I'm a, I'm a player character. He had a, he had a Pepsi Zero and uh, on it had a Pyro Raptor. Do you know what that shit is? You haven't seen that? It's Pyro Raptor flavored. What? Or is that right? Was it berry flavored or something? What are you talking about? It was a Dr. Pepper, but it was cute. It was Dr. Pepper. Pepsi Hi. colors. Well, I like you Pepsi. Watch, right? <laughs> like ever? <laughs> Not when it's like it soda related and zero. Pyro Raptor flavored, whatever that means. Yeah, or it's film or culture or politics. Okay, so it's Sports. Dark Pepper. <laughs> dark Pepper. Dark. <laughs> it's not a Star Wars character. Dark Pepper. Dark, dark Berry. Darth zero pepper. Sugar Pyro Raptor. What is? What are we talking? about? I don't know. About? This is the kind of garbage you order offline. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You get space dust flavored Coke Zero shit, and you're like, try this. It's yeah, horrible. That, that wasn't very good. Yeah, you get fucking every like dust bunny flavored. Actually, Oreo. actually, the Starlight was better than the Dream World. Those are both real things. Yeah, Coca Dream World is uh, not good. And then you're shocked about Pyro Raptor. I drank a whole ten pack of that. No, yeah, because Raptor. What are we doing? I'm talking about dreams here. I'm Act- talking about you know stars. You're talking about raptors. Um, talking uh, about raptors. Apparently, there's a pantheon of dino flavors that Dr. Pepper did. Uh, yeah, they got a T Rex. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to episode 382 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me, wearing a scary hat and looking up information on raptors. It's Russell John, the fisherman. Uh, this just in. Uh, they're all dark berry flavor, <laughs> but they have God. different dinosaurs on them, depending on how much sugar you have. As a person who is constantly perusing the dark, lonely streets <laughs> of the soda world, I can tell you there is an oversaturation of dark berry. Oh, really? You're lying. Bringing in our expert on all things dark and berry related things. <laughs> Sorry, that little uh, audio noise right there was me putting in the group chat a link to Twitter where you can see all the dino flavors. It's Randy Michaelstad. Randy? That's me. What's up? I don't know anything about dark berries. Uh, I mean, I, or like flavored things. I, I eat blackberries on occasion. That's a darkish berry. I don't know. You're a hairy dude. You ain't got no dingleberries? Uh, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> I try to keep it clean, though. You shaved on there? No, but, uh, you know, I'm showering like once or twice a day, depending on how hot it is here. You ever shave that bee, dude? Uh, I've, I've tried a couple times. How'd they go? It's not great. Yeah. It is always bee, sucks like a couple days later. Yeah. Or is it belly or butt? Butt. Or balls? There's a lot it's of bees. Butt. The be- if you want to shave your belly, fine. If you want to shave your balls, fine. You want to shave your butt, we're going to talk about it. I don't know. If you're, you're trying to thicken up that happy trail. <laughs> like, I, have, <laughs> I have pulled hairs out of my butt. No joke. Longer than one foot long. Wait, that was growing out of it? Yes. Oh, I, have, I have pulled incredibly long hairs out of my butthole. Yeah. Okay, it's growing from inside. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
You have anal polyps that are sprouting hairs got, over a foot I don't long. know what's going on in here, dude. Okay. <laughs> As somebody with long hair, uh, that's not a unusual occurrence. If I put a hat on, or actually, if I put a shirt on after waking <laughs> up, there's like a tumbleweed on my back. Yeah, Oksana's laughing because she deals with it. Hey, you too. You got long hair. Yeah, but yours yeah, is but- mine isn't falling out currently. Whoa. And she's abroad. Is that a is that a low T joke or something? No, your hair doesn't fall out when you're pregnant. Wait, what? <laughs> like you don't lose your hair and then it catches up with you afterwards. No, Oksana, I, I hate to tell you, you do lose your hair. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oksana Valerian of Osachi. Bring in Oksana. Uh we are how many weeks away from birth? Uh, this is six. five? Five or six, I think. Or eight. I got it wrong this morning. I scared myself. Better. All right. These are the two future parents. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Uh, I empower my children. When he wants to show up, you know, it'll be on him. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've gendered the child? Uh, well, the doctors did. And okay. I was very outraged. I said, how the fuck dare you? Indeed. <laughs> and then they haven't let me back in since. <laughs> Oksana keeps telling me not to even bother. Gotta go your own way, dude. Got a Fleetwood Macket. All right. Uh, We've introduced everyone. We did our segments. It's October. Happy Schmalloween. Dude, are you enjoying the front room? Again, this is my plight every single October. But I've never meant it more now. (laughs) I hate living in this house, especially in October. Well, I, do you even remember? You've you've hit that joint four times today. I feel like you're just living in a dreamscape. Okay. As a reminder, haven't hit the joint at all today. It's all been my pipe, baby girl. What? I just saw you pack one. Yeah, I packed one for later. <laughs> that is my PM strand. That's dessert? Yeah, that is not an AM strand. That's my PM strand. Yeah, well. God. I'm, I'm very proud of uh, the front room. I think it's coming together good. And we've only emptied two out of five bins of Halloween decorations right now. And we lost your favorite one. So, oh, yeah. I, what did you? I think he hit it. We had one of those door. I'll be honest with you. I think I threw it away. You didn't. No, I didn't. No, he's not that proactive. But there is one that looks like the Cenobites are coming through a doorway and you're supposed to hang it on your door. It's like a life size. <laughs> it is a $1.25 store art. Oh, yeah. Of uh, it is the best fucking thing. It's not even in focus. No, it's it's so good. And we have a cool little landing on the stairwell, and you put it up there, and it looks like they're coming out of another dimension. <laughs> but it's like an autistic dimension or something. Like something's not right there. They got a lot of extra fluoride in their water, and uh, I'm really bummed. We haven't found it for three years now. No, we no, had we it had two last years year. Ago. No, we didn't. Last year we didn't. Because it was a conversation me and It's haunted in my mind. Okay. <laughs> the other one that you took down was the little lady who's eating a rat. I don't like that either. I put it by your door. Dude, Randy, he ripped it off the wall. He was it's like, I don't want that on your roof. She's in the house now. I put her up. I'll, I won't tell you guys where. <laughs> I see her every day. I say bye also, to her. No, I walked in this house. Y'all put fake mice everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all? What's wrong with us is that we are fantastic friends, and our good friend Terrell hates rodents, so I 
you know, maybe I partook a little bit on a Friday and we were drinking a little and I was like, hey, I just found a bag full of white mice. Let me just put them everywhere. Yeah, I live here too, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but you're used to the rodents. Also, I don't rattle my friends. Hey, here's one thing. I uh, am such a good roommate that I built a desk for Clark. It was a very hard job. Oh, standing. Mm-hmm. You did build a desk for Clark. <laughs> Anything you want to add on that? What? That it was a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. I have very little free time. We know I have a child on the way. And I just had to clear out room. It was very crowded downstairs. And I sat on the floor, hardwood floor, mm-hmm. and I put this thing together. You did. I appreciate it. A lot of love and you blood. You did. And I appreciate it. And then you, you set up the desk in, right in front of your TV. No, the, I cleaned my room. Did you see it now? I did now. It's it, nice. It does look better. It's much better. That was a temporary so- <laughs> solution. Uh, part of that is because uh, you did not deliver all of the goods. What do you mean? It's uh, got four legs. I'm missing a component to that desk. What component? There's supposed to be an accompanying uh, little baggie or something. Nah, there's a hook. I put it on there. Nope. There's something that's supposed to go on the hook. Where is that? How do you know there's supposed to be something? Because I, I purchased it. No, you didn't. I saw the picture and I saw you build it. And then you <laughs> did not give it to me. What? And I have waited until today to talk about it so I can put you on public record. Um, as I, a thief? I'm confused. So wait, your, your desk came with like a pouch or something? Yes, it did. Why would a desk come with a pouch? Stop playing games. <laughs> Where's my pouch it's no in the garage I, what was that <laughs> no more bullshit <laughs> is that alex jones that was heidecker <laughs> oh okay i was close um right now good your pouch is uh hidden in the garage because i i thought you in your purple haze that you call life now would not have noticed that it wasn't on it why would you do this because i you want it <laughs> No, I don't want it. Why would I do it? Okay. Well, there's a thing that uh, is a stereotype for men. And it's, you know, having a weird relationship with instructions. So I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking easy. And I'm like, okay, there's an A and an E part. I was like, I don't know why these have different letters on them. They're identical legs, right? Yeah. So I put it together. And at the very end, I'm like, okay, you attach it. And I'm like, there's no fucking, how am I supposed to screw that in? And I was like, oh. Yeah, because I attached them on the wrong end, so it's on the inside. So I actually couldn't attach it, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to have to take this whole fucking thing apart to put this little canvas pouch on the side. And I'm like, you were in the room, and I was holding it, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, he doesn't know it came with this. So I was like, well, I could throw it away. I'm like, if I throw it away, then you'll know, because life is like that. So instead, I just hid it under a box in the garage. So what's wrong? Is it inside out? The so okay, like imagine if you had to screw in, you know, like it, like you're gonna attach a picture to a wall and there's a hook. Yeah. Well, the way I attach the legs is that the hook would be on the inside under the desk. It just won't attach properly. Yeah. So, but the so that other hook in there that's under the desk, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be on the outside. I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, ah, you know, cut. It's a uh, even. So now you would have, so the pouch is fine. The pouch is here. But the hook, you would have to break down the desk. I'd have to desk. take it all apart so I could flip the legs around and attach it on the outside. Or I could take an X-Acto knife and cut a little 
part out. I could I could make it work under there, but I'd have to butcher the thing a little bit. I like the exacto knife idea. I could do that because I am all about shortcuts, baby. Yeah, so sorry. I I honestly didn't think. You Are would. you asking me about a one of a kind Franken desk? Yes, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I accept. Yeah, yeah. And th- that's why. Let me explain something to you. Just because I don't bring stuff up doesn't mean that I don't know. <laughs> I know everything. Yeah, I should have known. You're probably in your room staring at it, having a mental breakdown. No, it's just like, like what? What did he do? I just what? Okay, what did you think I did? I don't know. I don't know, but. I'll tell you, I'm. This is an adorable story. I'm satisfied with how this <laughs> okay, good. happened. Yeah, I just I put it all together and I was talking shit about it because I forget we were actually we were watching Jeremiah's YouTube show. Jeremiah, who I am familiar with because he was the band leader on early Kill Tony. He has the last name Watkins. Thanks. We don't need it because I'm not trying to plug the man. He's not funny. He does improv. Honestly, you know, Jeremiah Watkins, you should listen to this show because the bit we did earlier, that's improv. Creepy Clark. We're we're writing the book on improv. And I think you could take a cue from us because if you watch that show, you get heavy hitters on there. Like fucking who was on there that you were God, Clark, you were not having a good time. Who was I trying to watch? Johnny Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> it's 50-50 with that. Damn. Yeah, I watched I that one it. too. <laughs> no, you did. Isn't it bad? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Who else is on there? Doug it's awkward. Benson? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, not good. Again, I, you, I just... Uh... Now, here's the thing. Go watch Shane Gillis when he was on there. That's a comedian. Okay. I don't like the parameters of this conversation. <laughs> Why? Because you, you're you asking me to, to I, I don't want to occupy a space to where we're like, oh, good comedian, bad comedian. Yeah. Good comedy, bad comedy. Yep. That's not that's not fair. Okay. Or accurate. Just because you're the joker, you went up on stage and bombed, and then now you want to burn the world down. <laughs> no, but that, that's part of the uh, sacrificial uh, requirement. I get it. And, you know, Jeremiah Watkins, the thing is, I feel like he's arrogant. I'm like, Jeremiah. I feel like he's got an ego that you can't fuck with. Also, his like Christian thing part of bugs character. me. I know it. I don't know. Eh. That's why you don't like Randy or myself. <laughs> no, I love Randy. Yourself, maybe that's why. But with Kill Tony, that, you know, the thing about chaos is you can be really authentic in it. Well, like, chaos reigns. Chaos <laughs> does reign. And I feel like Jeremiah always was reserved on that show, which is probably why he's not on it anymore. Well, you know, he uh, he got too big. He has a voice of Joker now. Who? On uh, DC Superhero Girls, which is an animated show. <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins does? Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Why is Luke Skywalker dead? I know. What happened? Mark <laughs> Hamill got too angry on Twitter and they fired him? I mean, I've never even heard of this show. Existing. DC Superhero Girls? What the fuck? I saw Mark Hamill pop up the other day. Well, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> that was a good story. You know who else is about to pop up? Mm. Uh, you know, film fans out there may have heard of him. He did a little show called Twin Peaks. He did the Easter, boom. the Easter staple of cinema, boom, boom. Inland Empire. <laughs> boom. That's my favorite. That you know, he started. Boom, boom. He started, created, finished, and tried to get his name removed from the movie Doom. 
which I still never did. Did any of us watch the remake? Yeah. Did it's you good. like it? I it's, didn't finish it. It's good, but the story doesn't get started until like the end of the movie, pretty much, because there's a part two. So that's okay. like my only thing I didn't really care for. I, you know, have the novels downstairs and I'm like, I'm going to read them. Then I'll figure the whole thing out. But I don't think I'm smart enough to even read the books. Either. I stopped when he put his hand in the screen box. <gasps> there was a screen box. Wait, really? Yeah, he put his hand in there and he screamed. <laughs> Is that where the platform got their name? Yeah, they screamed. That screamed. That baby got a scream. Okay, he's waiting outside and he's, you know, he came in a little fired up today. I think he's got something new. He hasn't been talking about trains in a long well, time. Well, he's fired up because we are very close to nuclear war oh, and not peace. I don't know. He was in a good mood. I don't think he's going political. But I do want to mention again. I did not alter that clip from last. Not a clip. He's in the room, clearly. That long pause, I don't know what that was. No, neither. Maybe it was the first ever positive stroke. He's bouncing off the walls today. Again, uh, the king of cinema and all of the Alamo, uh, David Lynch. Good morning. It's October 16, 2022, and it's a Sunday. Today. Day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling continuously. And I'm about ready to head for one of the dining cars again and get the weekend weekend special, I call it for me, hot coffee, uh, cookie, popcorn, and popcorn. Mm. Today, I'm going to be working with tempera paint, armature wire, epoxy clay, pencil, (laughs) and varnish. Pencil. Everyone, have a great day. Oh, my God. I don't know... Does that count? <laughs> Pencil? Pencil. I just like that uh, isolated place. Also, I love that the, the, what did he call it? His weekend treat? The weekend? Well, his uh, snack. His coffee, cookie. Special. special. The weekend special. If, you're a, if you run a movie theater, you better have the fucking weekend special on a menu where you get a cookie, a coffee, and a popcorn. I, Randy, you would do that. Absolutely. What kind of cookie? Actually, last time I remember Randy eating a cookie, he puked in the theater. That is true. Randy That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it happened. Uh, what was that during? Was that during the Hitchcock Truffaut documentary? Yep. Hitchcock Truffaut. Yeah. In I the don't now, know. Right. That theater's gone. Uh, yes, that was the Shattuck. Dude, Randy uh, killed yeah. the Shattuck. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I went through a uh, puking phase for like a couple, well, maybe like a year or something where I like had a. I don't know. I think I was getting migraines too, so maybe that was it. It's called bulimia. You could just say it, dude. How do you think I keep this figure, dude? <laughs> it's not the only movie I've been with Randy where he puked. What was the other one? I believe it was The Revenant, and we were walking back to Bart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> and you smelled weed <laughs> or something, and <laughs> he started puking. Yeah, that dude. was weird. If you came over here, you'd be puking all day because Clark is constantly fucking hotboxing this house. 
which I heard is not great for the infant child. So when he comes out with two heads, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I got cursed at it in Russian by Exana's mother. The <laughs> <other day. laughs> I'm not a second hand through me. Oh, can you repeat it? No, there's no point <laughs> in Russian. It's secondhand guilt. It's, it's the bit. Can you do the Russian? No. Can you swear at all in Russian? I mean, I, not comfortably, no. Come on. Can, give us a little. No. You are no fun. God, why do you God. throw to her? Because I actually want to hear it. it. It's a thing. The first thing you learn in another language is how to insult people. You just want isolated swear words? Yes, of From course. you in Russian. <laughs> We're like children. Uh, Swolich. What's that? It's it's not even a. It's like you could have said anything, and we would have believed you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Kind of like shithead, I guess. Okay. How would you cause? What, what's like? Hey, you dickhead. Would that uh, be it? That would work. Yeah. Svolich. 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 All right, there you go. Svolich. Now an educational podcast. <laughs> All right. What about uh, you know? Hey, you fucking cunt face. What about that? <laughs> I think the easiest one is suka, which is kind of like bitch. Uh, suka. Yeah. Um, that was the first one I learned. My God, you were not born in this country. Can you give us a confident right. sentence in another language, please? No, because I was like four when we moved here. Oh <laughs> Welcome to the Overlook Hour with co-host <laughs> Suka Fisher. <laughs> hey, Suka's tight. That, it's like a hot Japanese girl. I would fuck a Suka. <laughs> or a car. Suzuki. There you go. Suka is Suzuki. All right. Now the part I've been dreading. We're going to talk about movies. You got a fucking secret. You have a, a clip full of secret films that you won't tell us about. Because I live a secret life. No, I hate it because it's always a sports movie. I was Me and Randy or were boring. complaining about this. We're like, oh, it's going to be a racing movie or like a fucking lame comedy <laughs> or a sports film where you're like, oh, I'm no. Coach Clark Little. See, that's the thing. See, but y'all, I, I come in here and sometimes I bring fucking nuggets of gold <laughs> in here. All right. But I, 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 I do realize that despite my immense talent, that far succeeds what we produce on this show. <laughs> Is that I know that I'm just going to have to sing for my supper and I'm going to just take lumps from you two fucking assholes that are so far fucking beneath me that one day I will crush. One day I will surpass you two. And I'll look back. <laughs> I'll look back on you with peaceful memories and it will be great. But I'll, it will be, you know, my start when I was 36 years old. <laughs> And I'll think back of you when I, you know, use you to propel me to newer heights. All right. And eventually crush you with my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through that in the straight face. I'd be a terrible actor. Tell Zach. All right. Um, is it time for Randy Michael? Yeah. <laughs> I okay. guess so. Randy Michael. Yes, sir. Right. There in Atlanta. How was, how was this week? You said last week you were doing some yard work. What what kind of yard work you got going on down there? Uh, mostly just uh, a little bit of leaf blowing and then uh, cleaning up leaves because there's a ton of trees near me and it's uh, actually a lot more work than uh, one would expect. But yeah, <laughs> do you not do you not have any plants? 
I have some plants. I trimmed some plants that were getting a little overgrown, but nothing crazy. What do, you, what do you have in the front yard? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Some, uh, some grass, some <laughs> trees. Okay. Some just, hydrangeas. Just to be clear, are we talking about him shaving his genitals again? Because no, you already covered no. that earlier. No, no, no. I, I want Randy to be a, a, a thriving homeowner. I, I just want to say that I love hearing the California transplant dealing with actual like weather <laughs> and like shifting seasons. I, it's kind of a dream of mine. Or yeah. discovering what a leaf is. <laughs> it's kind of nice. I went out there this morning and did the same for like about an hour or so. You know, get a little get a little workout in too so now ready you got oak trees around there you got some pines what what are we dealing with down there in georgia i'd rather not say mostly because i'm not sure you don't know <laughs> do you have pine straw in your yard no probably a pine tree no pines i don't i don't believe there's pine no oh i, I see i miss i love a pine his tree. place is beyond the pine pine tree smell yeah. right <laughs> I, do right, have, Randy. I do have a quick uh, Jim Randy update as of like Shit. today. Oh, baby. Wait, how did, hold on. How did that bit go? What was the music you played? Uh, Jim Dandy. What is that? It's the name of a song from Black Oak, Arkansas. Okay. I have no, <laughs> I just really, cause every time he brings it up, hold I want to play it. I can play, I can take care but of I'm it. But I'm like, I never had that clip. I can take care of it right now. We're All going, right. we're going old school. Now, Randy's, you know, noise gate is probably going to fucking. <laughs> now we're good. Again, I just want to remind everybody, we script this whole show out. So whatever Clark's about to do, it's going to come off perfectly. Again, I'm reading from a script right now. Randy. <laughs> Randy. 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 Randy's face during that was not one of entertainment. <laughs> he looked so annoyed. It was good the first two times. It went on a little long, but, you know, that, yes. that's how we do it here. Yeah, that is what we do. That, uh, is, the I'm brand aware. Of, that is the brand of humor. Cringe is back, baby. <laughs> and we're going to milk it. My All quick right. update. On Jim Randy, as you know, I've been doing a uh, hundred pushups a day for all of October so far, minus the first day. I think as of today, I'm going to take a break because oh. the other morning, so I sleep on my side a lot and uh, I woke up in the morning a couple of days. Well, almost. Yeah, I think it was like Monday. And uh, I noticed that my rotator cuff rotator cuff is like. I think it's an impingement. I don't think it's torn or anything, but uh, it's hurting to move the arm in specific directions or to like raise my arm. So uh, I don't think, I doubt the pushups are helping, but I also yeah. don't think that was the cause of it. I think I just sleep on my slide and I slept messed up. So I think I got to, I think I got to take a break. All right. Well, I've got two things to say. Number one, I'm obviously going to have to run this through the high court of Rogan. I don't know, you know, what that's going to be. And I don't know how long a decision is going to take on that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Joe's going to care about your health. Surely. Sure. Uh, but rules are rules, Randy. So I don't know if this is going to get you a medical gray shirt um, <laughs> in this scenario. Um, option two, I mean, you know, I, 
Yeah, you gotta be careful that rotator cuff. Um, yeah, uh, my granddad, uh, he tore his rotator cuff. I don't know, fifty years before I was born, and he's talked about it till the day he died. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a thing. Yeah, I bought a uh, brace for it on Amazon today too, so I'm gonna throw that on for the next like week or two and see if it heals. Oh my god, you got a brace for it, Randy? What the hell? Yeah. Man, I, I love you. You know, I was just reading a um, I f- I follow a couple of very uh, ripped gentlemen. I prefer to call them yoked, Me. and uh, I love it whenever they get a little literary. And you have these meatheads in a gym writing these long, long posts about your body and the language of your body. You need to understand that language, Randy. You need to listen to it, but also remember, your body doesn't want to be fucking jacked, dude. So what you're doing is you're telling this body, we're going to be jacked from now on. I'm jacked, Randy. And your body's like, I don't want to do that. So it's pushing back. Here's the thing. You got the brain, dude. So whenever it's telling you, I'm a little hurt, you say, fuck you, change. And it will. And you're going to be yoked. And I'm looking forward to it. Option two. (laughs) You're Bob Saget. You're in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida. You got a show the next day. It's late night. You got to pee. You get up out of bed, you fall, you hit your head. <laughs> you go pee, you don't think anything about it. You know, you, and then you, you wipe your face, you go to bed, then you, you know that you reach back, you scratch your back oh, of your head, you think it's God. wet, but you're like, well, I'll wipe my face. And then you wake up the next day and you're in heaven because <laughs> you didn't go to the doctor. Yeah. Moral of the story. Don't leave your banana peel on the floor. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> to Mario Kart. Somebody Mario Karted him. That's how he sure. died. <laughs> All right. Randy <laughs> Michael, what, what movies did you watch this week? Well, uh, I, I posted on Instagram the other day, but the Plaza Theater uh, showed Evil Dead 2 on Thursday night uh, on 35 millimeter. It was a good 6 p.m. screening, so it felt like this was very, very attainable for me to do and not fall asleep. Hell yeah. Wait, what was the movie? Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 on 35. Yeah, it was great. Millimeters? Millimeters, yeah. Thank you so much. Great screening, great crowd. Uh, Maybe one of the bigger crowds that I've seen there uh, in a while. Um, Yeah, you know, I've seen Evil Dead 2 several times. Um, My cousin growing up was like obsessed with the Evil Dead franchise. Vinny? Yeah. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything. <laughs> you don't hear the movie he's talking about. Wait, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> but like, you have an opportunity for that shit joke and you pop right up. It's a sickness. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Great time, though. Uh, yeah, crowd really enjoyed it. Lots of uh, laughs. Um, and now, Rain, I bet there were a lot of, uh, I bet there were a lot of broads at this screening. You know, I didn't see. I sat in like the fourth row and there was maybe two people in front of me. Why are you sitting Randy? I like the close, you, the, uh, you get the whole, it fills up your whole field of view, you know? You don't have to like look at other people. Are you in the middle or are you in the aisle? You're an aisle guy. Oh yeah, I always do the aisle. I did the middle the other day. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, up front in the middle. I don't like, I like having the uh, ability to freely move about the cabin. You know. <laughs> 
I don't pee during a movie until this year, where now I average two to three times a film. Oh, yeah. And I believe one of the films we're going to talk about later, I passed by Clark twice on the way to the bathroom. You did. I know. Your your behavior was very peculiar during I spilled Halloween popcorn ends. all over myself. Uh, we, we're going to okay. talk about that. <laughs> I looked over there. It looked like a, a kindergarten field trip. Again, shout out to uh, one of our loyal fans. I don't know what's wrong with him, Sean, who looked over after I spilled kettle corn all over myself. And he just went, smooth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most hurtful thing that somebody God. said to me this year. Can't take it on public. No way. <laughs> anyway. All right, Evil Dead 2. Uh, Randy, you've seen this before, yes? I have, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's great to see in a theater. And I don't know, there's just a, it's a different experience seeing a movie in a theater. You know, you just pay attention to things a little more. And uh, all the effects looked great, like still to this day. All the like tracking shots, like just look super like creepy and like unique and everything. And uh, yeah, it was great. And then the following day, I went back and saw, not on 35 millimeter, but I saw Army of Darkness. And that might be the first time I've fully seen that movie since mm. I was very young. I don't like it as much as Evil Dead 2. Uh, I think the effects, you can kind of figure out how they do a lot of the effects more. There seems to be like a lot more of like rear projection with like someone in front of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's also extremely fun as well. But I think it just like Evil Dead 2 a little more. But, yeah. Um, Army of Darkness was a very, uh, I think it, I watched it very young. I think at like the perfect age, probably when I was like 12. Yeah. And that became part of my identity, which I think is very clear if you know me. But that spectrum, I used to have a lot of problems with it where Evil Dead is a horror movie. Then Evil Dead 2 is a horror comedy. Then Army of Darkness is a comedy horror. Yeah. But, but now, man, ah, man, Army of Darkness is so fucking good. The Pit Witch. I, there's so much about that film. That I, I, man, Randy, I wish I was watching it with you because I just can't imagine how you would react to it. Like, does it make you laugh or were you sitting yeah. there stone faced? Okay. No. You know, I, Pit Witch is what they call me at hardcore shows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're <an idiot>. Nice. <laughs> Your name is clearly Pit Clark, and he only came out one time at Guar. Hell yeah. He, hey, but he's one to know. Yeah, he's one to know. He's one to know. <laughs> Also at that uh, Army of Darkness screening, it was not in the big theater up at Plaza. It was in a smaller theater and there was only one other person there. But uh, yeah, we, we both weren't, weren't afraid to laugh in front of each other. Wait. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Hold on. There were only two people in the screening? Yeah, it was pretty much like, so they bit, they're showing Army of Darkness like all weekend, I think, at various times. And I think Evil Dead 35 was only playing once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there it's like um it's one of like one of the smaller Alamo theaters. So they have two theaters upstairs and they're both like kind of like one of the smaller theaters at Alamo. Damn. That in my head you watching Army of Darkness in the theater with a bunch of people like I was jealous. Now I felt almost a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't as cool, other- that's for sure. If you're in there with one other guy, did you talk to him? No. Do people do that to him? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm at that point in my life. No, um, I am where if there's a weird, Oksana, I'd be worried. What? <laughs> she was not listening. <laughs> I, I talked to the one person. If I went to army of darkness alone, Randy, what are we talking about? Is this a noon screening too? No, this was six 30 on Friday. 
Oh man, that's this is wild. A, that's a bummer. It is. I would be like, "What's up, man? Want to go get a drink? I, let's talk about Army of Darkness." <laughs> what, yeah, was maybe he wearing next like time. a shirt? Uh, I don't know. I think he was wearing a black T-shirt of some sort. Okay, seems yeah. fitting. All right, I promise. I'm I'm done, Randy. I don't I don't pay attention to the uh, the other people in the theater. Uh, the only other like new movie that I've seen is a movie called Athena, which is on Netflix. Um, shout out to Mickey on the Discord for reminding me that I wanted to watch this movie. Um, it is directed by Romain Gavras, who is the son of uh, Costa Gavras, uh, pretty oh, pretty big filmmaker. He made a movie called Z that I think is really good, if I remember correctly. Um, Zed. Zed, yeah. But uh, Athena is a movie that takes place um, on like kind of like in this neighborhood in the outskirts of Paris, uh, which is called Athena. And uh, essentially the storyline from IMDb, hours after the tragic death of their youngest brother, in unexplained circumstances, three siblings have their lives thrown into chaos. So essentially the beginning of this movie, there is, uh, you're at like this uh, police station and there is like news people and everything. And they're doing like, a some coverage on this shooting that happened. And it was, um, one of the people that's on the police force's brother. And then also their the third brother is, uh, kind of like a, like an anarchist essentially. And he is there with his friends and they decide that they're going to, during this like news coverage, they're going to uh, essentially try and take over the police building. So they throw a Molotov cocktail at the stage where they're like doing the, uh, like the press conference and they, uh, break into the, the, um, police station and, um, just shit goes haywire. This is all done in like one long shot. Um, the beginning of this movie is pretty incredible. Like the first 15 minutes is really good. Like the camera goes like, a lot of places then it like will go into a vehicle and then like out of that vehicle, like very seamlessly. Like I, I think there might be a couple stitched shots, but very like incredible opening sequence. Um, it does kind of remind me a little bit since it's like in like the outskirts of Paris and kind of like a not great neighborhood. Definitely remind me a little bit of La Haine, except for not as like gritty. Um, characters aren't as interesting. And I feel like, this movie kind of just tops out at that opening sequence. Um, it's not a bad movie by any means, but I don't know. It's kind of like melodramatic. There's like this very uh, like orchestral score, like kind of going through it that kind of, I don't know, didn't really work for me. Um, yeah, I kind of wish there was like a little bit more from the story, but the filmmaking in this movie is great, especially that uh, first opening scene. Um, there are a lot of other long shots in the movie, but yeah, I think they definitely, uh, they give you the best one in the very opening uh, of the movie. It's got a hell of a trailer. Yeah. Just looking at IMDb, I'm like, holy fuck, this movie looks fantastic. Yeah. And That's there's like, uh, there's like fireworks going off and like gunshots and like people riding like motorcycles and doing wheelies. Like in that first shot, there's just like incredible like orchestration. And it kind of feels a little bit like um, a battle of Algiers as well. Um, which another like criterion movie, um, takes place in Paris and like a lot of the violence in that movie feels very real, although obviously it's, you know, orchestrated for, for cinema, but, um, a lot of the violence in this movie, um, just feels kind of sporadic and like, yeah, it feels, feels very real. So 
don't know. It's a, it's like a 3.5 for me. I wish it was, I liked it a little more, but it's pretty good. Wow. That's the first time I actually thought you were going to go lower and went higher. I think where you're like, it's kind of boring, melodramatic eh, opening scene crescendos there and pitters out 3.5. That's that feels yeah. like something I would do. The Grinch's heart. I know. Has grown. <laughs> I think if the, the filmmaking wasn't as impressive, it would probably be a three. And there he is. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Randy, you got anything else? Uh, no, other than that, the, I watched the Final Destination 3 and 4, and I forgot how bad that Final Destination 4, a.k.a. the Final Destination, was. Yeah, you know, I, Randy, again, I think I've told you this before, but sadly, I think that's the one I've watched the most. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I think I've seen it four or five times. Uh-huh. And um, I, again, I mean, I'm, I'm very upfront about this. <laughs> it's only because it was in 3D. And yeah. for a minute, I was very into 3D. It was right when we got a projector for the first time. So we would play it and put on That's the cool. yeah. glasses and just walk around the room. Again, um, another great 3D movie that's not a particularly great film is uh, the remake of My Bloody Valentine. I was about to say. Uh, Which is, honestly, it's much better than Final Destination 4. Also, have never seen Final Destination 5. I'm kind of holding out to watch it with you now, Randy. Hell yeah. If We got to make that happen somehow. Let's do it. Yeah, sometime before 6, whenever 6 comes out. Maybe double feature. You can make that happen through (laughs) Delta.com. Visit our friends at Delta. Promo code non-existent. (laughs) Randy, before we move on from you, I would like you to do a brief update on, uh, and Russell, you can chime in there as well. Uh, How are things going on on the Overlook Hour Discord? Uh, So good. (laughs) Here's the thing. I know I hyped it up a long time ago and then we did it and then it opened and then I realized I didn't want to open the doors wide open. And I'm like, what are you, you, Scott Stapp? If you want to, you know, I reached out to a couple of people who are very avid listeners of this show, which I felt like I owed them something and I don't know why I thought this would be it. But my goal here is that we do some like secret screenings on uh, discord through discord of films that, you know, we can't legally show anywhere. And then we can kind of make it like a fun little hangout. So we're, we're far from there because clearly I've only got that. I know we don't have a video component, but I, there are two lights in this room now. That's how much closer we are to doing a production. <laughs> but uh, it will happen eventually. And if you are interested, it is active. So I don't know. DM me. DM me or Randy. Or Randy, do you hide your Instagram? You don't really. No. Yeah. What, what is it? Caveman TC. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Lord Battle on there. Just DM me. It's fine. If you never even talk, I will probably pry because I'm nosy and I like it. And people. I'm at Chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we, we fuck around on there. We definitely talk about Clark a lot, which is fantastic because he's got social anxiety so bad that he smokes five blunts to the face <laughs> in two hours in the morning and will not jump into the Discord. So uh, I share a lot of pictures of him in there, <laughs> a lot of food he cooks. Every now and then he'll deliver us something to talk about and then ask me later on, did anybody care? And I'll be like, no, I didn't. That never happened. You did. You shared a uh, food. I believe no, it was I asked, did you post it? 
That is all I ask. <laughs> See, this is the energy he gets when That's we talk I about ask. Discord. I'm, I'm telling you, no, because someone has to tell the facts here. <laughs> someone has to tell uh, the truth. And I'm telling you, Russell, I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> the, the, just the constant pressure and the gravity of life has grounded me it's to nothing. All right, Randy Michael, thank you so much for your weekly contribution to the show and to <laughs> my life. And I guess Russell knocks out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Can we do the secret bullshit up top? Because I know it's going to be boring. Like, let's just get into it. Cue it up, baby. All right. Um, I, oh, my God. Let me read my script really quick. All right. All right. I remember. <laughs> oh, it's the Randy Retread. <laughs> we got a couple of retreads. Oh, God. I'm going to turn your mic off. Two songs? <laughs> I saw Top Gun. Really? Yeah. That's a Randy... Oh, the new one. The new oh. one. That's how much faith I have in you. I thought you were talking about the original. I'm like, that's not a Randy Retread. He doesn't watch that shit. I'm done. Maverick. All right. Okay. Thumb up, thumb down. Here's what we need to know. If we didn't already know. Oh, my God. Thomas Cruz is a bona fide legend. No one has been to his level. This is the lamest shit you've no ever seen. No one said will on be to his level. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the man. Also, Clark joined Scientology a week ago. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I feel like we have I, to address you, it. I, I can't wait. For the new Mission Impossible. Oh my god. I am Same. so excited, dude. You can't believe it. Mission Impossible is the best movie franchise. Okay, shut the fuck up. Of all time. <laughs> I don't talk. I watch those probably once a month. I, I rotate. You do? I watch them all the time. Oh my god. They are my favorite. How did I get stuck doing the show with you? I love doing that. <laughs> they are pretty good. Oh my god! I fucking yeah. I can't stand them. This was fine, um, man. They did they did a, they did a fine job. This hits all the notes you needed to. Everybody, who, you know, America. This was like the biggest movie of all time this summer. Uh, it got people back into the movies, which I think is great. If people are going to the movies, I'm happy. And if they want to go see Top Gun, which is not a good movie to begin with, the original, and you know, I love Tony Scott. The wrong Scott brother died. We can all agree there. Top Gun, not the best. But Top Gun Maverick, they pay homage. You bring in the Val Kilmer thing. Was sad. I wish that didn't happen. It <laughs> seemed weird. Randy? No, I agree. It's weird. I didn't like it. You didn't like Iceman? You're a fucking idiot. <sighs> Dude, the Iceman has melted. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing left of the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have another fucking retread too? Hold on, I'm not done. No, I feel Would like you calm done. down? You're done. No, I I just want to say the action sequences in this. I, mean, I didn't see this theater. I told you I rented this. <laughs> All right, I rented it. It's uh it's enthralling, and I can imagine uh, in a cinematic atmosphere, wonderful theatric experience. I imagine, Randy, you can confirm that, Randy. Yeah, no, the action is great. Yeah, they put what IMAX cameras onto actual um, 
planes and stuff like that. And you can tell that it, it, it looks real. It looks great, man. Wow. Uh, it's scary stuff. Scary you guys, stuff. You got to slow it down with all the hot takes coming out of you two right now. I'm just saying the fighter pilots, this hit home to me because the fighter, okay. the fighter pilots are very similar to formula one racers. Oh God. <laughs> okay. It's the same mentality. And I know one thing. If I know one thing in life, I know this. I would be a terrible fighter pilot. You're more of a blue angel kind of guy. No, I'm more of a, look, there's the blue <laughs> angels. That's me. Oh, wait. No, there's the, what color is that angel? Yeah, that's oh, me. Wait, so hold on. I, I just, This might sound really dumb. Are the blue angels like a Bay Area thing? No. They go everywhere? Yes. Okay. What are they? They're just some pilots who fucking jerk each other off and fly around? Sure. <laughs> Why do they do that? Because it's cool. So does every so people listening right now all over the world? Do you? They all have the same problem where it's like, what the fuck is that? Do you know people, Blue Angels are better. You know that people love airplanes. Yeah, like I, they love them. I recently I met somebody who actually had tickets to go see the Blue Angels yes. before. I'm like, why don't you just look outside? They're fucking people. People love that. They love hot air balloons. I hate hot air balloons. <laughs> I don't, Mississippi has a fascination with hot air balloons. We'd have giant hot air balloon festivals. I hate them. The, if you want to torture me, put me in a hot air balloon. Okay. <laughs> I'd black out from fear. Really? I would lose my mind in a hot Why? air balloon. It's the, it's the most terrifying thing I can think of. If you put me in a hot air balloon full of snakes, <laughs> and by snakes, I mean not trustworthy people. Oh, okay. Oh, That's not true. You mean the reptile. You put me in there with a couple of reptiles, <laughs> man almighty. Put me in there with Dick Cheney, I'm done. Okay, what the hell is this other blockbuster movie you got to talk about? You got to play this song again. Okay. Wait, I should have known. All right, you ready? Yep. It's the Randy Retread. Now, uh, Randy apparently talked about this movie. Um, but Apparently? I don't, I don't remember anything. Randy, when did you talk about Emily the Criminal? Uh, yeah, I think a little while ago. I played at Sundance digit digitally, and oh, that's see, where I saw it. Hold on. Now, let me jump in here, because I... <laughs> a couple months. Clark came to me. He was like, dude, Aubrey Plaza, she's in a good movie. Emily the Criminal. No, no. You, he's like, I know you're going to hate it, but you, you, let me tell you about it. I'm like, dude, Randy just talked about this movie on the show. He went, he did? Yep. Hey, again, <laughs> this conversation did not happen. Yes, it did. It I remember. did not happen. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Your brain <laughs> is insane. If anybody listens to the show, I'm sure they can count the number of times where Clark is like, wait, what are we talking about? What movie? You don't listen. And You, you know, talked about this a long time ago. If it was Sundance, that was like eight months ago, dude, right? Sure, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember. No, you don't. You're full of. Garbage. I remember one out of three Randy movies. That's a fact. I just want to say I caught up on Emily the Criminal, <laughs> episode three eleven. Oh my god, that's forever ago. No, dude, it was like seventy yesterday. episodes. <laughs> we record for a week. It moves quick. I don't know why I'm, I had a weird like Philly Baltimore <laughs> accent. Episodes. Uh. 
Emily the Criminal from director John Patton Ford. Down on her luck and saddled with debt, Emily gets involved in a credit card scam that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles, ultimately leading to deadly consequences. That's a pretty succinct summation of this film. Uh, There you go. That's two hours of Emily the Criminal. We got this young lady played by Aubrey Plaza. Russell, she works at a catering hall. All right. She carries food to people that are, you know, let me tell you something. They don't portray them very nice in the film. Okay. They're all like snooty office people. They're like, ah, oh, where's my salad? Like you in the what? invitation? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I didn't see that film because I only watch good art. Now, Emily the Criminal, Catering Hall. She's broke. She works with a guy. This guy says, hey, I got to take my kid to a baseball game. Can you cover my shift? She's like, oh, I guess. He's like, hey, you did me a solid. I'm going to do you a solid. Text this number. Sends her a number. She gets the number. He's like, hey, you make $200 in an hour. If you text this number. She's like, okay. So she texts a number. She's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Gave me this number. And he's like, do you want to make $200 an hour? She's like, what do I got to do? He's like, come to this address. She goes to this address. They're in like this warehouse. Okay. Now, imagine you as Emily. Mm -hmm. At this point, she's not the criminal. Okay. She's just Emily. Yeah. But this is the, this is the Marvel beginnings. She's aspiring. She's aspiring because what they're asked to do is they've got fake credit cards and they take the fake credit card and they go buy a TV. They bring the TV back there. They get $200. So is Emily DTF? Because I think if somebody's like, come to the warehouse and make $200 in an hour, and you're like a pretty female, I would only assume. Well, she didn't know thing. it was a warehouse. She just got an address, and then there's a whole bunch of people in the room. She had no other context, though. Well, Show she, up, make some Well, money. she gets there into the room, and people are uh, taking pictures in front of a green screen. All right, still. They're <laughs> running her license, her driver's license. Okay. Yeah. So she doesn't, she doesn't know, and they tell them that you know they run credit card scams. And uh, then if they do this one, then next week they'll have a bigger job. And the next week is $2,000. And things just get bigger. Next thing you know, she's running um, her own thing. Okay. Here. And has built a relationship. And then we go from there. I have a question. I have an answer. So she was at work, not enjoying her work. Mm-hmm. And everybody else she's working with is also not enjoying their work. Correct. So she covers for a dude that she works with. Yep. Who's like, hey, I'm going to do you a solid. Here's more work for you. First off, that's not a solid. That's more work. But also, it's a better job. No, no, no. He was like, I need you to do me a solid. I need you to cover for me. And I'm going to, and because you're covered for me, here, I'll help you. It like, I get it. But he rewarded her covering his work with more work. Here's more work opportunities. Also, it's a better job. Just more cash because she's, he, he knows they have a prior relationship. He knows that she needs money. Uh-huh. So that's why he went to her. Well, why is he still working there if he has that connect? He be- he did it one time because <laughs> the next time. No, these are all these are yeah, all pertinent yeah. questions, and I'm more than happy to answer them. She- <laughs> <laughs> what are you, his lawyer? He only did it one time. And he realized. Yes, because uh, Emily, again, just Emily, mm-hmm. not the criminal. We're not there yet. That's mm-hmm. actually not true. <laughs> oh, that is oh, true. Fact check. That is bitch. true. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank she you, takes baby. this job and she's working at a job that she hates because she actually has a felony conviction previously. So she's not right. able to get a good job. 
Oh, well, now I'm offended. As somebody who did this kind of work before without a felony. Randy, that's very important. Thank you so much for bringing that to the table because it actually uh, contextualizes the the film. Uh, Fact checked. Randy one, Clark zero. It's fine. Again, I'm high. So wait, sunglasses. Okay, so his fucking her friend is like, I know you're a felon. You might be into this. It wasn't for me because I have a moral conscience and I don't like to like break the law. But you, hmm. but again, I I think. The reason why this this film is good, and we'll get away from you know story baits because you know who cares. <laughs> but um, it's just a really good, it, very good character building, very good world building, and um, if the character of Emily doesn't have the depth that she does, the movie doesn't work the way it works, uh, and it certainly doesn't become as believable as it does, especially in the third act, uh, because some crazy stuff happens. And you're on the ride for it because if you pay attention, you, you know, everything kind of lines up and, you know, you really start to, you know, unpack what's underneath the many layers of Emily the criminal. Um, again, uh, Aubrey Plaza, I'm not a fan, but I did, I did like her in child's play. And now hearing you talk, imagining her like waiting tables and some guys like, Hey, you did me a solid here. I know you're a felon. You could, you'd be into this. Honestly, it made me kind of a reapproach her. And you know, for being a pretty, pretty studio level, like actress, I actually think she's a pretty good character actor. She is. And you can, she's actually pretty versatile. So She's great in that movie you don't like. I don't want to root for her because I'm not part of the whole fucking Parks and Rec shit. I don't like Office. Like, Why don't you like Ingrid Goes West? That's Uh, a good movie. It's okay. It's flirting with shit I really like, though, which is like Spring Breakers. And I like that like early millennial kind of like Gen Z shit where it's like very superficial, but like morally bankrupt. And I felt like that movie was tiptoeing on that. And like it didn't really go far it gets pretty disturbing in the third it's okay it's very like a24 pat yourself on the back we we know film we don't watch movie kind of attitude we almost made it through the episode without mentioning a24 good job i I, i'm sorry i i should i meant alamo i'm sorry i didn't mean a24 and it it was even a mistake i know (laughs) but that's a clerical error it's fucking uh it's a fucking social contagion dude uh emily colonel great highly recommend Really fun. In fact, like I was so juiced after watching, I was like, "What? What other movies like this? Really? I like a heist. I like a criminal uh, you're act. A fucking idiot. I like crime. Well, check this out, Ant Man. It's a superhero movie, but it's a heist movie. I never watched Ant Man. <laughs> well, it's a heist movie, bro. Yeah, Paul so, Rudd robbing a bank. So is that Zack Snyder zombie shit? I refuse to watch. Oh. Oh yeah, that uh, people are like it's nice. Yeah, I, I fucking hate that. All right, um, now let's talk about the film that I'm here to talk about. Emily, the criminal, criminally underrated, set in the international world of Western classical music. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the film centers on Lydia Tarr, oh. wildly considered. Excuse me. <laughs> Widely considered. Stick to the script. One of the greatest living composer conductors and first ever female music director of a major German orchestra. Now, that sentence for some people 
including the person sitting across the table from me, is one of the most boring sentences they've ever heard in their life. But the writer and director of this is one Todd Field. Todd Field can do whatever he wants to because in 2006, he gave us a film called Little Children. And that film helped change my view of film. And I will forever love Todd Field and his talents. And so, and he has, Russell, he has not made a movie since Little Children. That's a very, very long time. Have you ever seen Little Children? Uh, no, but With I have Jackie. a roommate that I call. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you got multiple routes Clark? on that conversation. Have you, Jackie O'Haley? He's Freddy, dude. He's new Freddy. Oh, dude. He's the, the one that reinvented the wheel. With That's that right. Um, <laughs> but no, Todd Field, Little Children, great. So, Randy, I know that you, uh, this is, this is a, this, Randy, uh, uh, Russell, you know that <laughs> this is, um, this is, uh, this is a critical darling. Are you okay? <laughs> we got to reboot you this, or something? This is a fancy pants movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about a conductor. Of course it is. And, you know, Randy, but you, you know, you've been, uh, you've been waiting on the TARS. This is a big yeah. movie. Yeah, I know uh, a, a decent amount about it now because I listened to a non-spoiler podcast review of it. Um, so I know what it's about now besides Kate Blanchett playing a composer. I'll tell you this, Lydia Tarr is not a real person. This is all a made-up story. But she did kill the dinosaurs. Of course she did. It's dinosaur blood. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Thank you so Shout much. out. And she does have the EGOT in the film. Okay. And she does have an EGOT, yes. What is an EGOT? Are you kidding me? EGOT to be kidding me. Emmy. Grammy. Oh, okay. Oscar. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. The EGOT. Get the fuck out of here with that. Bro. Whoopi's got an EGOT. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Brooks has got an EGOT. Oh, dude. The company you keep. I know. <laughs> Woody Whoopi. All right, I'll tell you this. Uh, we all know that Kate Blanchett is Kate Blanchett and Tilda Swinton. I don't know if they're human. I don't know where they came from, but what they can do, no one, the, no one else can do the things that they can do. The fuck are you talking? You gotta stop smoking. What the hell? I'm what? on board with Randy. this. Randy knows what I'm saying. Randy, try to contextualize. <laughs> Help him out, Randy. My jive turkey talk. Uh, I don't know. They're both great. They can do a lot of uh, different roles and like absolutely crush all the time. And Tilda can go from like quirky Wes Anderson movies and then she could also do Memoria, which is like a very quiet, like art housey movie. And yeah, I don't know. They're, they, uh, they can, they're very um, chameleonic. They can just like kind of fit into like whatever, Whoa. whatever uh, is needed. My favorite Sega game. Chameleonic, <laughs> Kid dude, chameleonic. I love it. Oh my God. That's great. Also, Tilda Swinton fucking sucks. All right, well, she's not in this movie. We'll, so we'll, we'll focus in on Kate Blanchett. Um, I just, Russell, I'll tell you this. One of my favorite movies of the year. God, you're lame. Without question. No, fuck you. <laughs> you will watch this movie. You're like, dude, 
You will watch this movie. Have you ever heard of this little film, Top Gun Maverick, man? <laughs> also, oh they did God. like a, they didn't do a volleyball scene, but they kind of did. They did like a football on the beach thing. Yeah. Whatever. What, what are you going to do? But I'll tell you this, Tom Cruise, he can still move. <laughs> I'm saying. I was like, he's going to tear an ACL, but he didn't. Tar. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Here's why. Russell. Do you do you like a character study? I I love a character study. <laughs> I hate to study. Do you do you like a character study film? <laughs> like what? Like, like the, a biopic? Like or? no no no. Like uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Oh okay fine. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I know you do. Tar is like <laughs> The you. Wrestler. No, it's not. Okay. Here's the thing. It opens up. Um, we're global in this movie, man. We're going all over the place. We spent a lot of time in Germany. We spent a lot of time in New York because we're dealing with the um, high art society, which is its own universe. When you're dealing with classical music and people with this much money and power over... If you, if you don't have any sort of barometer okay on classical music <laughs> then i think this is a good way to kind of take a nap shutter you into that world because if you don't understand the job of a maestro <laughs> <laughs> then you would think then you don't understand the the <laughs> ego that has to be associated with that i saw seinfeld now i'm maestro. i'm, I'm going to tell you something else here that you may not know. Oh no! When I was a kid, all right, so my mom, my mom is a musician. Uh huh. To to be slightly serious for a second, so my mom's a very disciplined musician. Mm -hmm. I am neither one of those things. Mm -hmm. I I I am musically inclined, but I never had the discipline to do such. But I grew up in a household that was always full of music because my mom was always playing stuff. Um, and the first dog I ever had. <laughs> do you know what the name of the first dog I ever had? Beethoven. Maestro. So I had a little teacup chihuahua named oh, Maestro. God. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I was obsessed. I would conduct everything. Uh -huh. I would conduct conversations. I, I had a problem. But I, I, would, I, I wanted to be a maestro. Okay. That, that control and to see that they, that you've got this piece of music, but you have to have someone to lead that piece of music. To, and conduct its own sound. Have you and, ever played in a band? Like a big band? No. I was kicked out of the band. I, I played in a band. Yeah. And uh, we had a maestro. He was from a local rock band. Uh, if you want to hear their music, look up Rock Shock the House. He played the guitar. Um, this man was uh, many things. One of them, not a leader. I would say he was not leading us at any point. Yeah. And... um. I will say that I've played in a few big, I'm not good. I played alto sax. I mostly hid, but it was a lot of fun. And when a good conductor is up there, you can really feel like they add like emotion to the thing. And, and it will, it's like a great um, accent to a band that's already operating. If you have a, if you have a dude up there waving a stick around and people don't care, then they're not there. So shut the fuck up with your maestro. <laughs> Love maestros. Here's the thing about this is that the reason why this 
work so well is because it is a subtle story about a very not subtle character. Um, major, major life changes happen in this thing. There's, there's, there's no exposition whatsoever. And we're, we're jumping countries. We're jumping continents without knowing. And we all kind of have to piece that together. Um, and it just works very well. The reason why this is one of my favorite films of the year is because of the third act is because she circumstances change. But people, yeah, I know. Power and thrill. I don't know what happened there. Is all the the root beer? Um, you can't pick it up on mic, so mm. whatever. <laughs> Can I tell you what happens in the third act? No, I'll tell you one thing. Okay, it's interesting. It sounds like it has some good storytelling. I love a lack of context. I think that's why I love found footage movies. Yeah. The one thing I looked at before you ever started talking about this fucking thing, because I pull it up and I try and get on the same page as you, is that Tar is two hours and 40 minutes long. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Loved every second of it. I saw this at 1030 in the morning in theater one of the Alamo New Mission, which houses 300 seats. There were five people (laughs) in the theater. And it was awesome. Yeah, last time you watched a long-running movie that was supposed to be avant-garde and groundbreaking, you bailed four times and never finished it. It's called Blonde and There's Nudity. Oh, I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. The thing that you did that was great was you went to the theater early in the morning. Yes, great. And you had a breakfast sandwich that I've been thinking about ever since you told me. The brekkie sandwich is not half bad. It's like right. a croissant sort of situation. Comes with fries. <laughs> Randy, check it out. As soon as you, when, when's it playing? Is it playing uh, next week over there? It's actually playing this week, but it's playing at a theater that's like, I don't know, nine miles away, and I just don't feel like driving to that part of town. So. Well, oh. Randy, I know I've, I've been told earlier today that you're having problems with your rotator cuff. True. So how about let's switch up, let's switch out the hundred pushups for a nine mile walk <laughs> or a nine mile jog to get in a little Lydia tour. You know what I'm talking about? That's a little too far. I think I'd have to jog on the highway. <laughs> Film it. Yeah, there you go. Film and submit it. <laughs> up six. Coming soon. <laughs> All right, no, uh, Tar, fantastic. Loved it. Again, man, just, I, lo- I love a showman. And in this case, a show person. Uh, Lady Tar, she, uh, she's a lesbian in this. And uh, there, they, see, it hints about some love, Trist, but we don't see any. And that's the point. But the third act, I cannot stress to you how good the third act is. We end up in Thailand. I don't oh my tell god, you shut the hell up. Man, oh my Russell, I'm telling you, the final shot. Now it was one of those movies where I it could it was one of those things where it could have ended like in three scenes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, was like oh I, we're gonna end here, yeah. naturally. No, no, no. And I am so glad we did not end there, Russell, because we had another ten minutes. Oh, that ten minutes. Thailand, baby. Dude, if you love those kind of endings, watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Are you watching that garbage? Very fam- what, the show? The Hell no. I, I watched a little bit of it. No. No good? Uh, there's a lot of like virtue signaling that I think people are getting hung up on when really the problem is the acting. <laughs> are you watching the new uh, 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 Game, Game of, of Thrones? Thrones? No. I never. Uh, I'm, I only watched two seasons of the original run. So I got to start all over. Right now I'm watching Dahmer. 
Are you done? I'll, I'll pivot if you are. Dahmer? I didn't watch the Dahmer. Dahmer's fantastic. I don't... Everybody's talking about the Dahmer. Dude. Ryan Johnson is a dude... That's him? Yeah. And that's what... That was my initial reaction, too. But um, Terrell talking about it completely sold me on the show. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's try it. I um, I love it. I'm actually doing a thing that I think most people should. So get out your pen and paper. I'm going to tell you a life hack right now. Watch one episode at a time. Let it marinate. It's like live with it a little bit. Uh, it is, you know, here's the thing. If I could try and sell you on Dahmer, I'll be happy. You know what? It, it It's tapping into that perfect uh, blend of high quality craft of film and low brow, dark gore, like kind of, it's just, it's, it's very horrific. Cause you know, Dahmer is trying to make human zombies and sure. The thing pour is like, it, yeah, he'd hollow out their skulls yeah. and pour bleach down their heads. Dude, um, it's very the golden glove. Like that's what it feels. Yeah, but the Golden Glove did it with in a sort of humorous. There's humor here too, but it's also like uh, again, if you want to talk about a character study, uh, half the time in the show, I feel sympathetic for Dahmer. Dude, which go- Golden Gloves. Good. Also, what's that actor's name? He's in everything fucking Ryan Johnson does. He's always playing a villain. Also, I think you mean Ryan Murphy. Ryan Johnson Ryan did Murphy. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, what the Evan hell, Ryan Peters. Murphy? Yeah, what's his name? Evan Peters. Fantastic. So good. Also, Clark, I think it would be hilarious if you were Dahmer for Halloween. What you, do I gotta do? I gotta, wear some glasses, uh, bleach uh, your hair a little bit, wear a, a button-up flannel. That's the fuck, dudes? Uh, if you painted on some abs, that would be the fucking coup de gras. Yeah. He, Dahmer had abs? Dude, he's fucking... Was Dahmer ripped? Uh, you know, here <laughs> there was a I moment. know, I know Bundy was a hottie. Bundy was a traditional hottie. I think, yeah. I think Dahmer... Well, I mean, it's a different thing. He was uh, perusing uh, bathhouses and hanging out with the fellas. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, in the show, they make him look... Uh, Ox, I should say this. Oksana, is he attractive? Um, in like... Like a cubicle worker kind of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> cubicle worker? <laughs> like he's... he's Doesn't look outgoing at all, but yeah, sure. This, that's what that's what attracted you to me. You're like, that guy's fucking outgoing. Hey, he's got <laughs> that, that was- cubicle worker <laughs> spark I'm looking for. That wasn't the question. I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, a golden glove. I, I really do think it is like low, low brow, high brow, perfect art. It's it's fantastic. I'm four episodes in, and I um I look forward to it every night when we watch it. And you know, it pains me because it's like the number one show right now, and I I don't think there's a lot of value to be added to like that conversation. But yeah, I really like it. Um, onto things that nobody's talking about, which again, me and Randy were talking about before the show on Friday. Terrell and his boyfriend got back from a fantastic time at Halloween Horror Nights, which, of course, here's the thing. I really wanted to go. And if if you go, you got to pay for the Express Pass. It was like fucking almost $300 this year. Over. Very. You're not supposed to be able to hear this because what I'm about to say is that I couldn't go. I couldn't have a good time because my stupid pregnant girlfriend was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to walk around a lot. My ankles are swelling. And I'm like, you dumb idiot. You're ruining my life. And so I couldn't hang out. And so they came back and we hung out with them after. We decorated the room. Clark complained about that earlier. 
It's very orange, a lot of orange lights, a lot of pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. And I just sit down. Yeah, and- a little like Spirit Halloween took a shit and jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Terrell was just talking about how he met Tyga out in Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, my God. You can see that picture on Instagram. His name is uh, Terrell88 on there. And uh, we just had a great time. And then we said, you know what? Let's continue this great time. Let's throw on a movie that we've all been looking forward to that I went on to Instagram and complained that nobody's even talking about. Because in the spirit, how are we not talking about the Halloween, the pinnacle of Halloween movies? Spirit Halloween. This is Halloween. And, you know, we're going back to the 80s where Clark likes to watch his film as he talked about Top Gun earlier. Well, guess what? Maverick. Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd is in this movie. Why is he not even on the IMDb? Now I'm starting to wonder. He's there. He voices all the stupid shit that happens later on. It's a oh, deep no, he's face. There, Christopher Lloyd. Now, here's the thing. This movie... It's like Stranger Things meets, what was I saying? I was riffing on this thing while we were watching it. It's like Stranger Things meets, I don't remember. Safeway Select Goosebumps. I think I was calling it Duck Bumps that night. Duck Bumps. Here's the, it's PG 13. Here's, where is it available? Um, honestly, I, don't, I think it's playing in theaters right now. I uh, frequented my local torrent site and got it. Um, it's on VOD for rent. Okay, it's on VOD. You know what? We should throw them some money because they're going to need it. I was really excited about this fucking film. And uh, man, I really wanted to like it. I'm a, again, we, we talk a lot of politics on this show. <laughs> Gets us in trouble most of the time. And I love to support a good company. You know, Twitter, one of my favorite companies. Spirit Halloween, one of the best companies ever. They bring all the fun of Halloween into a random abandoned building every year <laughs> and they invite your children in and they even put little haunts in there and they've been doing branding. I've been buying all their merch. Very excited for this. They had, they had, they had little, ha- little haunts, Kim. They do have little haunts, Kim. <laughs> you fucking idiot. They do have little haunts in there. They're not as exciting as Terrell made them when we went with him, but uh, I, I respect it. I love it. They're a part of the holiday and this movie just did not bring it. I, although, I don't know. Are we going to let our kid watch this thing? It's child-friendly, right? I mean, I feel like a better version of it will be around. <laughs> Your kid? You're right. right when he comes out, he's going to be like a bottle of snot when he I comes know. out. And I still feel like he's going to give it two stars out of five or something. Yeah. He's, he's going to be roasting this movie. I mean, it's essentially just a commercial for for Spirit Store. Yeah, but it's not a good commercial. Yeah, your baby's not going to be able to open his eyes for like the first six months. Yeah, but we're still going to force them to watch this. And here's the thing. <laughs> the whole town, like they do this thing where, you know, in movies, Halloween's always more fun than in real life, especially in the Bay Area where nobody wants to leave their house still. And all of the Halloween decorations are clearly from the spirit shop. Like if you're like me and Oksana, you've been to everyone in your local area. You're just watching the movie like it's kind of funny. It's it's all kind of like mid-level horror shit. Yeah. And it's everything. Every every costume somebody's wearing, it's all from the store, which I'm kind of into. And the movie's about four kids who sneak into a spirit shop and they wait, much like Dahmer, episode two, they wait till the store closes and then pop out and have fun. <laughs> well, where Dahmer abducted a uh, very toned mannequin, male mannequin, to bring home and uh, molest, these boys just decided, let's bring a, uh, uh, what was it, like a tablet and watch horror movies while laying on the floor in an aisle. <laughs> Hell yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm down for both. Why not do both? And um, 
that's where the movie kind of hits uh, the one note. And they're running around, and Christopher Lloyd is an angry spirit, and he haunts. <laughs> he's restricted to animating the um, scaretronic things in the store, so he'll turn into Crotchy the Clown. But that's not his name. That's what I kept calling him that night. Crouchy the Clown. Uh, they're all. It's ah, there's the night crawler. He crawls. Oh yeah, I know. Teddykins, the big bear. Teddykins is his name. Teddykins of terror. Okay, Teddykins. This is what you're getting. Sounds promising. I would say if you um want to throw on a movie in the background that kind of captures the spirit of Halloween, but if you stop and pay attention to it at all, it would ruin the holiday for you. Go ahead and throw this one on your holiday party. Um, then I realize now that we uh in a desperate attempt to keep people awake, pivoted out of what you were covering. How many stars? Oh, that? I don't know. Honestly, I fell asleep. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. <laughs> I mean, it might be fun to watch with your kids. If you have kids that are old enough to uh, understand what a movie is, let me know. What if you have very elderly parents? I think it would be safe. Okay. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't do enough. Well, you know, watch the monsters. It's better. Um, then, in the uh, Discord, where you know the one that we're keeping a little secret for the podcast fans, uh, we got called out for not covering a movie that clearly we should have the minute it came out, as it is a Halloween found footage film that dropped on Shutter called Deadstream. Uh, well, we watched it because we always give in to angry demands. And uh, long story short, I think it's fantastic. I was a, again, my new thing is if art, when you're getting into it, you're kind of like, I don't know about this one. And you got to feel it out. That's good art. Yep. This one, I was honestly, I was kind of worried because I love the look. I love the idea, but the character, the main character, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be stuck with you, uh, Sean Ruddy for 90 minutes. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why? Because he's not the type of man you want. <laughs> what, what he's, not your, he's not your type of man. What's my type of man? You know it's true. Oksana knows it's true. That that guy screamed. Ah, I like that. You don't like that. I don't like. You don't like that. A goofy goofball. Which is what he was. He's not completely a goofy goofball. No, no, no. I think he's he's got a little dark past to him. And uh, <laughs> so let me go ahead and read from IMDb no. because it's not Spirit Halloween. And you I, wanted you wanted like Tex Montana. Dude. Oh, I fucking hated. You Tex wanted a manly Montana. man. I fucking hated Tex Montana. <laughs> anyway, Deadstream, a disgraced internet personality, attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night alone in a haunted house. But when he accidentally pisses off a vengeful spirit, his big comeback event becomes a real time fight for his life. I kind of regret reading that because I went into this movie thinking we're just doing some found footage shit, which mostly uh, found footage, that subgenre falls into the, a similar realm that like a haunted house or like a uh, yeah, haunting does where it's a lot of setup. And then when we figure out what's going on, the movie's usually done. Like, oh, here's how it works. Bam. It's over. And in this one, dude, it's honestly way more Sam Raimi. We're going into like Evil Dead 2 territory here, and I did not expect it. It's a lot of fun. And um, it took me a little bit to get on board, mainly because our live streamers alone, he has a very complicated rig that's all operated from an, uh, like an iPad. 
but it seemed believable. Like, oh, all this technology would work. And um, the haunted house was honestly, it was pretty effective. Like him being alone in that place was enough for me. Yeah. So when we started doing a little bit more, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. You had a good thing. But uh, we get into like drag me to hell territory here where it's funny, but terrifying. I and the, the main character, I honestly think he's a lot more nuanced than they let on. Mm-hmm. And there's one joke in particular where it has like, it almost feels like he's going to be like apologetic, like the, the typical kind of fallen hero of the internet where you get on and you apologize to all these minority groups and all the political groups that you've offended. And um, the punchline there, I did not see coming. And it kind of changed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. I don't, I don't want to say it, but you had the same reaction I did when he did it. Because you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is what I've been expecting the whole time. And then he gets to the punch, and we both out loud like laughed. I was just like, dude, this movie, I don't know, it kept me on my feet. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. You know why? Subversion. I think it's because we're in a new era where we're new actually, era, good ball caps. We're actually getting into um, in camera effects and like found footage horror. Yeah. Like with dash cam, that was the main thing. Like, oh, there's a monster here and we're doing shit. Hey, hey, we can zoom. Exactly. Thank you. You're an idiot. Randy, do you like a zoom? Love a zoom. I love a zoom. Randy, you easily could have followed up Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2 with Deadstream. I did watch it this morning before we talked to our guests. <gasps> oh. Randy okay. Michael from the top rope. Uh, overall, liked it. Uh, it's like a three for me. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the main character was a little like too silly uh, for me at I, times. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think his character definitely does unfold a little more. And I definitely know what joke you're talking about. And I definitely laughed uh, sitting here by myself. And uh, yeah. <laughs> like you're back in the theater watching Harvey a Dark. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I think. With found footage, again, I've, I've gone over these stupid rules so many times, but one of the things is you got to allow your audience a level of immersion that only found footage can. And if you're thinking about the character outside of the context of the film, I think you've done something. And I really think that that movie, as a character doing a live stream, we only see him when he's live streaming. And they even keep that, like that is, it bookends the movie too. I really think there's a performative element there and we're not getting the real character. So you're getting, you're getting a more effective kind of douchey. Sure. Yeah. I'm an internet personality. Look, sure. Me. And of course, it, and it took me a minute to like remind myself, like, here's the thing. A lot of found footage filmmakers, they're not that thoughtful and I really want them to be, but I think here they are. I mean, look, that's what that, kind of adds into the charm of it all exactly um, yeah. because you, you don't know what you're going to get and i i think that you know that uh that adds to the uh, roulette nature there's a lot of action independent in this movie. film no for sure and i'm i'm very curious how much it costs to make this movie eleven thousand dollars did you just make that yes. number okay <laughs> because dude it it either took them a long time or they are fantastically talented people who pulled this thing off and made it look easy. Um, I, I really liked it. And again, as a note, if Oksana, if you can track down the, uh, now what, they're a married couple? Yes. The, the director-writer team? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we could talk to them, I would love to. 
I'm, I'm sure they got a lot of interesting shit to say. I highly recommend you watch it. Also, it's a Halloween movie, which I feel like we need more Halloween found footage. Do we? We do. Okay. There's also no budget listed on Wikipedia for Dead Train. So I think 11,000 sounds pretty good. Again, I remember being at another hole in the head and asking, because, you know, whenever an indie film really works, you want to know how, how much did you pay? And I remember having a director tell me, we don't like to answer that question because the minute you say, oh, we made it for a grand, that's all people want to pay you for it. So like, you know, if somebody was going to pick, like if Raven's Banner is like, oh, we want to make a Blu-ray, they might try and get exclusive rights now for like $1,500. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, you only made it for a grand. Yeah. So I get it. And I even feel bad asking, but the movie looks like it had money. So kudos to them for pulling it off. Fantastic. If you're a found footage fan, you have to watch it. If you're a Halloween fan, watch it. If you're a horror fan, watch it. If you're Clark, you were made to watch it. You were made to watch it. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about uh, the big boy, the daddy-o, the conclusion, the headliner. Because evil has died. Hello, Randy. <laughs> fucking idiot. Shut the hell up. Okay, first, before we get into Halloween ends, I have to say, we had a fantastic group come out. A lot of people came out to watch us together. Did we? We came together. The trilogy's coming to a conclusion. So I got there early, of course, because that's what I do now. I get there early. Smile taught me a lesson, and I refuse to be there. <laughs> I refuse to be there any time. Any length shorter than 45 minutes early because I need to watch all the trailers, which I just have to tell you the story. Megan with the three. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait for this movie. It is going to be fantastic. James Wan's back. He's got a new doll. That trailer it's, looks bananas. I fucking love it. I'm obsessed with it. If, if you work on this film or have any kind of like access to swag, please send it my way. I cannot fucking wait. I'm so pumped. Here's the thing. When you make a horror movie about a doll, everybody's like, they want child's play. And again, for all you casual horror fans, I'm talking about Chucky. They want a killer doll. You usually don't get that. It might be the boy. It might be a little, little bit of subtext there, a little yeah. bit more interesting. But everybody just wants a fucking walking, talking murder machine. This movie <laughs> understands that. And you get a fucking string. You get like a, a monofilament thick plot it's like oh yeah we got a doll here it is it's an android it's smart technology modern day and that's it and then you get a dancing meme that will never go away fantastic can't wait for it but what i really want to tell you about is that when we showed up to century 20 we had like nine people here we get up there immediately we're going to the concession stand and we're there with one of our east bay cinematographer friends josh who's been shooting blu-ray tuesday I don't know what this boy was on. I think he hit fentanyl for the first time. He was just like, what are you, are y'all going to get something? Are y'all going to get something? I got it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. And I was like, dude, you're freaking me out with this fucking energy. Then here, I'm going to let y'all into my brain. We see our good friend, uh, film critic, uh, David Robson. I see him. And first thing I think, oh, he's in a mask. I'm like, why the hell is he wearing a mask right now? Then I look over and I see Chuggy who survived the mall shooting. Again, these are all callbacks. If you've been with us for the years, you'll know. I see Chuggy. He's got a mask on. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe he's wearing a mask because he's trying to make David feel better. I get it. So I walk up and say hi to David. I give him a hug. That's what I do. Do you get it? Because you would never do that ever. <laughs> then I walk over to uh, Chuggy. And he was wearing a new hoodie. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to say some gnarly shit. 
I think I'm going to drop like an F-bomb, like one of the, uh, you know, rhymes with maggot F-bombs. And I was going to drop that and I was going to touch his shoulder and I'm going to be like, hey, what's up? And I was just going to say something fucked up in his ear because that's, I just want to say hello. So I grab his shoulder. He turns. I look him in the eyes and I'm like, you're you're not chuggy. (laughs) And I, I had to pause. Like I paused and I was looking at him. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. You look exactly like one of my friends and just to paint the picture chuggy he's a um what he's like five foot seven filipino dude pretty he's a broad shoulder heavy build the normal getup he wears is sweatpants overpriced nikes a hoodie that's a little bit baggy and a hat this dude to a t had it he also had a, a charismatic face he looked like he could be playing like a banjo and he'd be hawaiian right he had that vibe he turns to me beautiful smile he just says oh dude that makes sense a couple of people have done it already he's like honestly i feel more popular than i ever have and i'm like wow you got the same personality as chuggy like he was just a delightful dude so i said all right dude i'm sorry and uh yeah i just i'm so weird dude i'm sorry and i walked away and then i realized wait i just came in with like four people they're all gonna do this and I went, you know what? I'm just going to watch. So I watched as our East Bay cinematographer friend went up. And now this guy's got the vibe of like somebody who just like roofied you. And he walked over to him, <laughs> leaned over his shoulder and started whispering in his ear. You're not wrong. No, I know. I, I know. <laughs> and he's whispering to him for a long time. I was like, what fucked up shit is that dude saying? <laughs> and then he walked off. Then, uh, then I believe Robson went up and said hi. That everybody, I just let it happen. Then we get around. You have to pay up front by uh, where they have the alcohol spouts, the draft beer. And uh, in comes um, more of our friends. They all say hi. And I'm like, wait, y'all realize that's not Charles. And everybody's like, holy shit. Like the, the regular thing would be high. And then you apologize. Then walks in <laughs> Chuggy. And oh my God, Randy, they looked each other up and down. And they both were, they both were like, whoa they both had hats on that were like uh, they had to snap back they weren't impressive but they both had just an h what is that what is what hat were they wearing clark i don't know harvard (laughs) (laughs) i doubt it so they both had hats with an h and i pointed this out and it was one of these weird moments and they were just like holy shit what is happening the dude was maybe a centimeter taller but identical otherwise so two girls walk by and they call out to the other guy whose name's Daryl. Shout out to you, Daryl. I know you listen to the show now. And he was like, wait, hold on. And they're like, no, the movie's starting. We have to go. They were going to go watch Smile. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. This guy looks just like me. And they're like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're going to the movie. And so Daryl turned to Chuggy. He was like, hey, can we take a picture? And then he did the piece. Like, I mean, not totally original. But he did the chuggy pose. It was weird. I didn't know they took a picture. They took a picture together. All right, good, because I want to... Randy, I cannot express to you how crazy this was. It was dude. <laughs> I, and, <laughs> and I was the first one to come across this. Did you say hi to him? Yep. So here's what happened. Because I was the first one because I am the most prompt of this group. <laughs> I get there. And I, of course, Randy, you know me. Um, I go straight to the icy machine because I'm a gentleman <laughs> and I get the Coke and the cherry. Oh, now, yeah. they don't, for whatever reason, at Daily City 20, they don't have it at right there across from the uh, the fountain. 
Yes, but next to the fountain. Yeah. Across from the popcorn uh no, they don't. area. You gotta go around the corner. So I had to go around the corner. And there was our faux Charles. <laughs> and I was I and of course I was like, oh, Chucky's here. I mean, honestly, it was the same physical manifestation. Yeah, you have to double take. The same posture. Yeah, everything. The same horrible horrible posture yeah. that will cause them severe back pain <laughs> in the near future. And I just looked and I said, are you not going to say anything to me? That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said to him. And then nothing. And I was like, whatever. And I just, <laughs> so when everything happened and everybody had their own experience with this poor gentleman, I apologize. Dude. Yeah. At, so the best part of this whole thing was one, I was yelling, get his Instagram, because I just feel like you have that kind of moment. You need to, you know, I don't know, establish a relationship. It didn't happen. This guy's never going to pop up again, whatever. But after I was with Chuggy and he went, man, I, I don't know how I feel about that. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, that was really weird. But here's, here's a little insight into my life. When you think you're like edgy, and you're like, I like fucking metal music. I like to eat triple burgers and work out. I like to go to horror conventions. But you know what? I'm not going to wear a horror shirt. I'm going to wear a man of war shirt. And that's how people are going to know I'm fucking different. And then you walk in there and you see another jack off with a braid and a man of war shirt. I'm fucking used to it. I run into me's all over the place. And it's a reminder that my shit, it does stink. And I'm not original in any way. Also, our former third chair, you see those motherfuckers where they got a pompadour and like a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I'm an old school horror fan. Those dudes are a fucking dime a dozen for sure. So I was telling Chuggy, I'm like, dude, it's just a part of life. You realize you're not that original in any way. Does R- Randy seen a bunch of Randys out there? Dude, they all I see me in. all the time. Wherever gentrification is happening, there's a flock of Randys. It's true. Yeah. And. Meanwhile, I'm a one of one here, <laughs> motherfuckers. Anyway, uh, yeah, Halloween, it was cool. Go see it. Yeah, how much do we <laughs> want to talk about it? Here's the thing. Um, Halloween ends. It's I I don't it's hard to gauge what anybody has heard about this movie. Randy, so have you seen it? I have. I saw it last night. Yeah, I talked oh. to him about it before we were recording. Okay. When we were drafting up the script for the show, we were talking about it. Thank you so and much. here's the thing. Um, I'll just tell you right now, I fucking, I think it's fantastic. I honestly, I think I, I've been going back and forth a little bit, but I'm at like four and a half with this one. Oh my and God. I think when you're dealing now, here's the thing. I have a unique perspective as a, uh, completely original individual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah. that? What the fuck? And here's the thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love franchise horror. Unlike you two. And I think there's not true. there's a lot of retread. There's a lot of Randy retread going on in franchise horror. And this one, they really tried to do something different. And uh, David Gordon Green, shout out to you. Um, I, I think they achieved it. And if you were kind of like part two is a mess, Halloween Kills, which I also loved. That's a five star movie, though. That movie is fucking chaos and doesn't really work and also has some really lame social commentary. I still love it, though. It's fucking fantastic. And with this new one, man, I really think the direction they took it in really makes sense. And it really paints the full picture of a town being haunted by a 
undead killer. I, I really enjoyed it. And I've been, I, again, in my Instagram stories, I've been throwing up a bunch of shit, trying to get you all to talk about it. Most people fucking hate this movie. And I understand. There's a little bit of subtext here that I don't think is very deep. And I thought would be honestly pretty obvious, but a lot of people are not picking up on it. And it's fair. You're not used to this kind of storytelling with franchise horror, but think about it a little bit and maybe imagine the movie um, without Michael Myers in any way. And I think you can kind of get what they're getting at here. Uh, I would like to talk about this movie in like a highly spoiler way. So I don't know. Maybe we could do like an extra episode or something. All right, we'll figure it There's out. There's a lot to dig in, yeah, and I I liked it. Um, did you want to add anything to it? Yeah, Randy, what do you think? Uh, it was it was fine. I I dug it for the most part. I don't really have any feelings towards the Halloween franchise. I've seen the first one, and maybe that's about it. I did sort of passively watch Halloween Kills uh, recently on HBO Max, and I don't think I ever saw the first David Gordon Green one. But- oh, really? Yeah, you're a bad indie man. So I rewatched the 2018 before going into this one. And honestly, I think the 2018 one actually is like not aged well. I think Hmm. I don't know how I felt about it originally, but like that's a three for me. They're doing some like serve. It's a requel. I get there because you're trying to compare it to your Lord and Savior Rob Zombies. <laughs> now I will say uh there are easter eggs all throughout Halloween ends like calling back to all of the misfit children in this franchise and most of the um complaints I've heard about this movie which is it takes a long time for Michael to become a part of this I just want to remind all of you this is the third movie in the new reset remember where we were in the original franchise in the third Halloween Michael doesn't show up until the very end and he appears in on a TV where somebody's watching the original movie. Yeah. So it might even be a little bit of a callback. Just this movie's smarter than uh you're giving it credit for. And Randy, I hope I hope that uh as not a huge horror fan, the the confusing it's not confusing. I believe Clark, you told Oksana that everybody's just calling it what Pennywise yeah halloween is yeah and the dairy comparison's hard to not make but the cinematography is so much better than the it movies yeah there's a shot of a a character under a in my brain whenever i imagine making a film i always want to shoot on a freeway on overpasses like places where people shouldn't be in an urban setting and we have a character under one and there's a low angle shot looking up it's it's so beautiful. It's like a Florida Project style urban fantasy. I really think there's a lot here to chew on. All right. Well, two things. Number one, David Gordon Green knows what the fuck he's doing. This is a talented guy. Um, number two, uh, the, the Stephen the, the the it thing is is dumb. It's it's fair though, isn't? Yeah, because they are doing a like trauma of a town narrative which is what like it is about if we're comparing on paper halloween ends and all the bits and bobs of (laughs) halloween ends and all the bits and bobs of it no comparison yeah it's just one theme that they share the characters in halloween ends far superior than the bullshit that's happening in oh yeah aesthetically they don't even line up i enjoyed the hell out of this thing now Let's go into a little context. Uh Uh-oh. When I watched the film, 
I took 50 milligrams. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't feel a thing. Oh my God. Yesterday, I took 110 milligrams. Didn't feel really? Wow. This is where we are. You're going to go to Magic Moke after this, huh? No, I woke up with a weed hangover today. Also, I apologize. that Don't You couldn't that. get any more inside baseball than the joke of Magic Moke. <laughs> there is a, out here on El Camino, there is a smoke shop that, <laughs> because of bad planning, their advertisement looks like Magic Moke. And then you have to do a double take, like with the doppelganger Charles that we ran yeah. into. Because the S is a, a, a smoke. It's a pipe. Oh, it's a pipe. Exactly. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's a pipe with smoke coming out of it. It's, it's like, oh, magic smoke. It's also next to the gun shop. <laughs> so put that however you want. Hey, to. the gun shop right now is doing Glocktoberfest. Glocktober! Starting at a low price. Again, I talked to somebody about it because I was considering... Uh, I was like, you know, we got a new, we got a new life coming into this house. Huh? Time to get a new weapon. In of this course, house. a baby's coming in. We gotta get a gun. We gotta protect this baby. Shoot that baby. So I reached out to my other East Bay cinematographer friend, Jasadi Perkins, and I said, "Hey, they're doing Glocktoberfest down here. <laughs> Is four fifty seven a good price to enter into the world of uh, firearms?" And he said, "Bruh, fucking California. That's practically free." <laughs> So, Oksano, I know where we're going after this. You've never fired a firearm in your life. I actually had a BB gun that I pointed at you, and you flipped out at me. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking do that. Don't put a gun he at got, somebody. He got so mad at me. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> and he was like, you don't know proper gun etiquette. Gun safety. He was like, you never fucking point a gun at somebody. I was like, it's not. It's a BB gun. I don't give a fuck. You know, and I think you were right. And I, I have a I, scar on my hand from no, a BB I, gun. Oh, okay. I was like, I did not pull the trick. Shot myself with a BB gun. I did shoot at the wall, though, and you flipped out again. Just fucking be a man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you Thursday. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>